You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm so delighted that you've chosen to join us again. Like, we love you here. We love the company. We love the fact that you're listening and you're sharing and you're choosing hope, choosing bigger conversations, choosing connections, choosing love, choosing to remember that this, things aren't always what they appear. And they, I get it. I get it. Some For some of you, they've appeared kind of crappy lately. Like I understand. And it's hard to see beyond that at times, to see past the fear that that invokes, the constriction in the body. It's easy to get sucked into other people's fear, right? That's why we talk about the superpowers and what you're predisposed to. Be careful whose thoughts you're thinking and whose emotions you're feeling. And just remember that you always have mechanisms to pull yourself up out of the murk and mire and connect into that frequency of love, not bypassing what's happening, but allowing yourself to get a different perspective on it and really integrate it and work through it and move it through you in a way that's actually helpful and doesn't create further restrictions or programs or traumas that you have to go back and reimagine later, right? It's, it's The work isn't just in the, the past, right? We also have to be willing to really gauge like, like our in the moment behaviors and choices. And by you choosing to listen to the network, to, to witness love and consideration and in big conversations and realness and transparency and, and how we present that here. And, and remembering that no matter what conversations are happening around you, there are other conversations going on that are filled with hope and filled with love. And from that vantage point, I got to tell you, things look really, really good folks. We are seeing really amazing movement and creative advances in all kinds of arenas. And, and, and if you, if you simply can get that vantage point and, and open your eyes to it, it invites you in as well. Um, doesn't mean you're going to get to, to skip over any of the growth or the, the, the pieces that might be frictioning you right now, sandpapering you a little bit, but it's there too. And so that's the space that we're inviting you into now. And we appreciate the fact that you join us here. And today we're so excited to bring you another amazing, amazing guest. We're talking today all about this topic that's so near and dear to my heart, crafting your life. And this idea of what does it look like to, to go against the grain, to swim upstream, to dance to your own beat? We sort of danced around all of those phrases. And ultimately what we experience in this amazing flow space is it's yours, right? You're really the only one having this journey that you're having and other people are playing their part in your journey, but they're also the lead actors in their own journey. And so how we meet up with each other and where we synergize is, is wholly by, by our connections and by our willingness to, to look at each other through love first and see each other as an aspect of ourselves. And in that, we, we get this beautiful, miraculous existence that we get to share together. Not always unicorns and rainbows, right? Like, like let's be clear, but it is an opportunity to have a really rich and robust and, and um, amazingly phenomenal existence. Our guest today, Jenny Sarsvati, is perfect person to chat with about this from uh, many different perspectives and, and her experiences of just willingly stepping into spaces that that weren't necessarily innate to who she is or and, and being able to stand in them as herself and say, wait, 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 this doesn't feel right. Wait, this doesn't. This doesn't quite how I see things, you know, certainly I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I know that so many of you have had similar experiences with, with looking around going, but this isn't true for me. Like, I get that it's real. Like I see that it's real around me, but it just doesn't feel true. And so 
I'm really excited to have that conversation today and just just illuminate for all of us the reminder that that we get to be in choice in every moment about how we're looking at things. And so please join me in welcoming Jenny to the show. Welcome so much. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Tanya. I'm super excited to be here and what a space that you've created. Uh, just mm. I can't wait to just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we're excited too. So we're going to jump right in and ask you, what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good? I love the fact that you said, what are your superpowers? So just to be clear, it's the superpowers I actually have, not the superpowers I want to have. Like that, that's, that's a well, question. We, <laughs> we're not, we think that they might be all the same thing. So you could, you could answer however you want to. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I wish I could just, you know, you know, how Harry Potter had the invisibility cloak. That would be a really yes, cool, cool power to have. But I guess energetically, <laughs> we can also put um, invisibility cloaks on, right? When uh, we want to trick right. ourselves or that sort of thing. But I would guess my superpower is... I think for me, I can transmute most things, most things. I'm not saying all things. I can mm. transmute most things, transmute most things into a lesson, um, into a teaching and into something that is <laughs> for me, a, 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 I guess, a, a guiding post for growth. I think that is my superpower. And I think mm. people find that extremely annoying. Or extremely refreshing. <laughs> I, I don't think people ever are a balanced or a neutral feeling on that. It either annoys the hell out of people or people are like so appreciative of that superpower. <laughs> and I think it depends on the moment too. Like I've often said, yeah, it doesn't make me real popular at cocktail parties. Like I'm not going to no. lie. It's, you yeah. know, it's like, and some we people, don't really want that right now. <laughs> yeah. Some people are really like, can't I just vent for like half an hour? Would you like providing a solution or a lesson or a teaching about this? I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, the timing part I suppose. of it. Well, it became really refreshing talking about crafting your own life and sort of swimming upstream when um, I remember very clearly from a communication standpoint, when I when I chose to face the aspect that was responding to other people's requests that I co-sign into that frequency. And that was where I really had to draw the line because I couldn't continue on with my work if I was allowing anything about who I am, what I was saying or what I represent to to give them any sort of reflection that said it's 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 a good idea to stay small and so i do remember a lot of conversations and cer- certainly we yes, the listening and i i can completely understand that just listening you know is, is is helpful and being okay saying you know i understand that that's how you see things but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kind of I'm not going to add to your hell loop that you've created. Like, I'm not going to continue to, to, to reinforce the fact that you should stay there and suffer. Um, I am going to shine a light out. And, 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 it, and if that's, you know, something that's not desirable, then, then it does create an opportunity for people to say just no, thank you. And, and for you, but, but for you to really be able to stand clear in your strength and say, and I'm no, I'm no longer going to agree to things that I don't agree to. Um, and I, and I do think that that was sort of a pandemic powered experience for a lot of people, right? We see a lot of strife and even just the, the vaccine conversation or, or social justice conversations, like really the, 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 a big difference between the perspective of, you know, the world happens to me versus I feel like I have some sort of creative input into the world. Um, and, and I think that those are really disparate conversations. And so when you're talking about that superpower being able to, to shine that light. Um, it, it does bring up a lot of questions about the receptivity and people's readiness and, and everything else. Um, and I know so many of you who listen are, are in that quandary of like, how do you 
walk your path and be a teacher of certain things when you meet up with that resistance? And and did you have that experience as well? Absolutely. I think when, so is a question, Tony, the experience around the pandemic or like showing up as you and, you know, staying as you, even though you're met with different responses or receptivity? Um, I think yes is the answer. I think it's all it's purposefully huge and big and vague and and so I think I think however you're guided to respond. Yeah, I think for me, one thing I've learned. I mean, you mentioned the vaccine conversation and you know you, you know the pandemic, like being indoors, having our freedoms restricted. Freedom, something for me. Um, that's one of my biggest values. It's something that I value and I cherish, and I've built my entire company around the value of freedom. And for me, you know, with the pandemic, when we're told you can't do this, you can't go here, you can't travel here. If you do travel here, this is what you have to do. When you're kind of, when you have that freedom taken away, Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize how suffocating that can be energetically, spiritually, um, Mm connection-wise, with anything really. It, It is literally like you having to go indoors or inside and literally go within and, you know, whatever crap that mm-hmm. you're facing, excuse the French, you've got to look at it. You can't, <laughs> you can't run away to another country. I remember during the pandemic, I was processing, you know, a breakup. Uh, the mm. I moved to New York City because um, I fell in love with the city and then I fell in love with a New Yorker. That four-year relationship had ended and mm. I had no choice but to sit with that, that heaviness and that grief. Like if this was not a pandemic year I probably would have gotten a plane traveled somewhere and dealt with it through some form of escapism or like expansion in a different way but this Mm -hmm. was a different level of processing that I was forced to go through and I was um, I had to sit with it and this is what you were talking about circling back to the showing up as who you are my superpower transmuting that into a lesson that was a lesson it's like Ginny you can't do anything or process this or start a business or do some high achiever bs to overcome this, you actually have to sit with it, look at it and deal with it because this is mm. going to keep coming up otherwise. So, and, mm. and I know some people are either going to be people who will complain about something or vent about something. Now, there's, there's two very different things, right? When you vent about something, it's <laughs> getting it out and it's done, right? You just need to get it out of your system and it's done. Complaining is this cycle of, of venting and venting and venting. And it's actually, the cycle becomes a spiral. So there's two very different spaces that you're in, right? Because when you're venting, mm-hmm. you can hold space for someone who vents because they just want to let it out. But if you're venting about the same thing over and over and there's no change, that becomes complaining. So for me, you know, from the other end of what I said about my superpower of, okay, I, I can transmute most things into a teaching or a lesson. When someone is venting, you know, to be like, okay, they're just venting, they're letting this out, and eventually they will find the lesson, the teaching, the meaning, or the the solution themselves. But the complainer is the one that I constantly struggle with um, mm. because that also rubs up against, like what you said, showing up as I am, who I am, but also how do I put in boundaries so my energy or my, you know, I guess the way that I want to expand isn't affected. Um mm-hmm. That has been a challenge, obviously, post-pandemic and during the pandemic. <laughs> and time, I guess it's, I don't think it's pandemic-specific, Tonya. <laughs> no, I just think it got like it got like a little fuel thrown on it. Was was what it felt like. It you know just amped up a little bit. Where this is beautiful. So we're we're gonna take a quick break. Um, we're talking today about crafting your life, and I and I love Jenny what you were talking about with the uh, 
this idea of whether we're complaining, whether we're venting, like knowing how to kind of dispel your discomfort, I think is, is really, really important. So we'll touch on that when we come back from this break, Jenny, before we go, where can people go to find out more about you? Ah, uh, head on over to GinnyMedia.com and uh, you can contact me, find my socials, but yeah, that's the place to say hello. Beautiful, beautiful. And of course, with us folks, we invite you into even more conversations with us through the Superpower Universe Plus membership. You can join our community call each month, but you also get access to the master classes, our book releases, and all kinds of fun stuff. We know many of you are enjoying that and we thank you. Share it with a friend. Uh, bring them in where they can connect and and they can meet other people and they can they can vent right with where, where they can talk about things that are kind of challenging them right now and and mostly where where you can feel that connection and that hope and and evolve yourself and so we invite you to join us there uh, right now though stay with us and we will be right back after this break talking all about crafting your life don't go anywhere the superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. I'm Tonya Don Reckla. And before the break, we were talking with Jenny Sarasvati about the crafting your life. And we dove into, you know me, like we're random, random tangents all over the place. But but this one led us to this idea of venting versus really complaining about something. And in our in our like, you know, in our personal power intensive, we talk a lot about if you can name the story then then you you get to be in choice about it right like like being in the story and and being in the the reaction is is one thing but but when you're naming it right it, right venting about it is the one thing to kind of get clarity and then the complaining about it right is something that in our vernacular we would say kind of you just keep retelling the same story um and i do i do find that that's um quite a um Oh, I don't want to say prevalent, but but I do I do think that there there's that something that all of us can relate to on on some level is is how we are able to manage that constriction that happens inside of us, and so part of being able to swim upstream, dance to your own beat, really really resisting the temptation to get pulled into anything other than your own space, your own conversation, your own mission, your own perspective, right? It's, it's good to be able to, to get a vantage point and sort of see out into the world. But when you're crafting, when you're creating, when you're um, designing your own reality, uh, our experiences is really important to be able to, to sense when you're in your space doing that, right? In our world, we call that resonance. And we have a whole process of attuning so that people can get sensitized to that. As you've walked your path, Jenny, and, and just really found yourself in spaces that perhaps maybe felt a little like a fish out of water, you know, that was that was my experience in certain ways. Um, how was it that you were able to kind of determine wh- what was in resonance for you and what wasn't? I guess for me, it, it's really interesting, Tanya. People have constantly told me my whole life, um, you know, my whole life meaning for most of my life, I should reword that. For most of my life, there's obviously a blueprint that you follow, right? This is what you do. You go to school, go to university, get a degree, get a nice paying job, get a mortgage, get married or whichever one comes first, have kids and then rinse and repeat. You put the expectations mm-hmm. on the kid to 
go to school, go to university. <laughs> so it's this ongoing cycle, right? And I, I, I have empathy for that because that, that I guess, modality or that way of thinking has a purpose for certain traditions and had a purpose in civilization. Some civilizations, it still has a purpose, right? But I mm-hmm. think um, for me, where I, like I felt like a fish out of water certain times when I worked my last corporate job. Now, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today, Tanya, because next month will mark my 10 years of leaving my last ever white-collar corporate oh, job. Oh, us too. Um, Have fun. Congratulations. Thank you very much. But I remember so many moments during that job. This job, like, you know, obviously respect to the model and how it worked for them back then 10 years ago, but there would be an 8.30 meeting every morning where we'd get into our huddles and literally everybody would go around talking about their to-do lists. So it was a constant culture of talking about what we're doing rather than actually (laughs) taking the time to do it, which I think is just a waste of time having meetings for just sneezing. Oh, someone sneezed. Let's talk about how long the sneeze went for, you know, how many sneezes they had. They just let the person sneeze and just get on with the work, right? (laughs) But I think for me, I found that frustrating because, I remember sitting in my car in traffic for an hour and I'm thinking, what is the point of traffic and sitting here for an hour to get to a meeting where we're talking about what we're doing rather than putting the time to actually doing it? And it was just a way to, it was just such a heavy energy and my body always felt tight. I was always tired. I remember it was wake up, go to work, finish work at 10, go to sleep, wake up, go to work. And it was just... Mm -hmm this sense of everything in my body just didn't feel right. And when I feel that way, that is a big indicator, which I know now 10 years later after doing all the inner work around that, that that's when I know something's up. When my body does, is just not feeling it, if I'm not if I'm not in my natural mm. state, if I'm not leaning into my values. And people are like, yeah, Jenny, that sounds really wishy-washy, but what are your values? Well, when you felt your happiest, when you felt your lightest, mm-hmm. exactly what those feelings are, that's what your values are because that's mm-hmm. when you're at your most happiest self. And that's what we want to hope to hold in that space most of the time. Obviously, it's impossible to hold it all the time because things happen. Life happens. Mm-hmm. But that's where your values live and that's what you want to build your life off. So I hope that answers your question, Tanya. I went on a bit of a tangent there because I was too excited about my 10-year jubilee. Hi. <laughs> hey, congrats. I think that's so I knew we were soul sisters. Yeah, our, this is our 10 year too. And and wow. I, we were we came out of the counter intel. And the diff, you know, my husband and I did it together. And um the second time I left, I left the first time on my own and tried my hand at it and then went back. And that's where I found him. And um, and then we left counter intel together. But I but I had a very similar process when I kind of came to the awakening, if you will. I was an active agent. And so I remember sitting in the office and we were doing surveillance missions and I was running investigations um, for espionage suspects. And it was like, you know, by its nature, a fairly paranoid environment, not really one. <laughs> I mean, I was lying about who I was and what I was doing and where I was going. And so it wasn't really, really um, encouraging me to be overly transparent or in integrity with, with even myself on certain levels. And so it was a really challenging environment to come to in, right? And and I remember um, I developed all kinds of techniques. I developed a three-day challenge. And I mean, I'd sit and whistle to myself and like hum as we were sitting in meetings, trying to attune myself to, to my home frequency in the midst of this sort of got to catch them kind of feel. And um, and it was, it was, it was really fascinating to be an observation of it. So I love that, that mirroring of, of, um, of what so many of you report to us that, that you're experiencing. And it's like, I know there's more to this. 
I know I don't have to do this play, but but we we are programmed with what it looks like to be a responsible member of society. And 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 unfortunately, you know, I'm not, I, I guess I don't want to say unfortunately. I know that it serves its purpose. We have playgrounds for a reason, but the um, but the the resulting factor of that is is that we internalize that that's really what we excuse me, what we can hope for, what we're due, what we're, what the best that we can kind of reach for. And it's like, it's just not truth. And so, you know, that, that sort of comes, comes up, comes up again to the pandemic and the, um, in, in how we, so many people reconcile the fact that like you were saying, like you had the ability to sit in that space, you had the ability to process and not everyone does and not everyone did. And, and so it was, um, to me, that was the biggest determining factor of how people sort of fared through this whole experience was what happens when you find yourself alone with yourself. Um, or for some people, you know, alone with this person or people you're supposed to love or say that you love, and, and now you don't know how to be in the same room with them for, for more than a day straight, right? And so or with yourself, right? And so, so that really was what so many of us faced. And, um, and I love that you're giving that voice, like you, you were able to process it. So, so let's say we're, we're talking with folks or people listening who didn't and don't still don't know how to be alone with themselves and process through it. And so they do turn to the distractions and whatever mechanisms are available, even with restricted movement, what is some advice that we can offer them of ways to get more comfortable being still and being with your own company? You know, I, that's a great question, Tanya, because I think being still, being in your own company, sitting with things, it, to some people, it sounds either very simple or extremely abstract. And I, I completely empathize with that. And I think back to who I was 10 years ago, that feeling that I had where my life was just work and sleep rinse and repeat. No time for myself, no time for others. I was just tired on weekends, low energy, obviously a product of not living into my value. So when you say these things to someone who's in that space, and I did meet people who were telling me these things like, oh, you, you need to sit with this, feel what it's about. And I'm like, I don't have time to sit with this because I'm doing <laughs> work, right? I'm living on uh, what's called, my coach calls this OPAs, other people's agendas. And when you do live on other mm. people's agendas, you don't make yourself a priority. That just happens by default, right? So I would say if I could talk to 25-year-old Ginny who is in her corporate job, you know, feeling all the feels, all the anxiety, all the stress, I would actually say to her, please take a pause and just think mm. about one thing that would make your life easier at the moment. Not 10, not 20, just one thing <laughs> that would make your life easier at the moment. Because I think... The overachiever, which a lot of overachievers go through this or high achievers go through this kind of cycle of I'm going to run that rat race or I'm going to run that hamster wheel and then come to a conclusion as to how I can overcome this. But we, when we think about, you know, 10 things to overcome, that's overwhelming. But let's start with one. Like what's one mm -hmm. thing that you could do to kind of make this process of whatever you're going through easier, right? Is it getting up? an hour earlier? Is it carving out an hour after work? Is it going to a spin class? Is it talking on the phone to a friend? Like just one thing and just trusting that nothing will fall apart just when you do that one thing is the other side of it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, doing that one thing and trusting that not the world won't stop, the world won't stop turning, you won't get fired, you won't do this if you just stop. I think that's mm. the best place to start, Tanya. 
Oh, that's so brilliant. And, and it, you're right. It's, it's like brilliant in its simplicity, but also um, very poignant in the sense that it it's easier said than done, folks. Yeah. Like, like really take to heart what she's talking about. And if you do not know how to take that pause, that's something we're very big on too. In fact, one of the articles I wrote here recently, did it, it even came out that way, was like a single pause gets us back our humanity. Yeah. Like it keeps us from react. It keeps us from saying that one word, that one thing, that doing that one thing, like, like maybe, maybe for you, it's, it's reaching for that drink or reaching for that, that, that high, or, or maybe it's the, the angry word that lets you dispel your own constriction, but it's hurtful. Right. And, and or, or maybe it's, it's the despair and the self-judgment, like whatever it is for you, where you go with that, the pause is what allows us to get that perspective take the pause, take the breath. And, and I love that you talked about like, it, it, everything's not going to fall apart because what happens is that sort of animal instinct inside of us that I, I was just talking about this with somebody else. It's like, it's like when you train a dog, right. And the dog, the, the dog's like barking, 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 barking. And like the bad thing doesn't happen. So the dog's like, okay, if I bark, 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 the bad thing doesn't happen. Well, if you can break that habit, the dog doesn't bark and the bad thing doesn't happen. It starts to realize that it was a little confused on the cause and effect. Now I may be over personifying the dog, but it, the, the point still stands. And so we have the person, the human inside of us that, that thinks if I'm not like doing, 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 doing all the time, then the bad things are going to happen. Cause look, yeah, bad things haven't happened, but really it's because I'm doing, 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 doing all the time. And if you can take that pause, and and just prove to yourself that 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 the bad thing, whatever it might be, or all of them, you know, don't occur because you chose to take an hour to yourself. You do it one time, and the world doesn't stop spinning. What it does is, at a cellular level, it it convinces that aspect of us, that persona, that like maybe that the story that the bad thing didn't happen because I was doing 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 may not be entirely accurate. Perhaps there's a different cause and effect occurring here, and so anything you can do to just create some space to say maybe it's not exactly what I think it is. Exactly, it it, it changes everything. I think it, it allows you to be more receptive, you know, to your own guidance. Um, it allows you to see the person that's standing in front of you not as a target, but as an aspect of you, right? At least as yeah. somebody else who maybe is trying really hard to do the right thing also, you know, or doing the best that they can. Um, it, it keeps us maybe from posting that post on social media that, that we kind of wish no one had saw and we could have taken back, you know, but, but, you know, it's like, you, you gotta, that, that guilt, shame, regret cycle that happens because we don't take that pause. And then we do something or say something that we don't feel good about. I, I don't know any other way than to just stop right and, and and you may not be able to quit cold turkey but you can create a pause you can create a moment even even if you're thinking Ginny I don't have an hour I don't have an hour that fine 15 minutes five minutes I don't care what it is but if you do it once you'll prove to yourself that you can do it and then you can do it again and you're gonna slip up and you'll go into your old programs and that's okay because you'll catch yourself and then you'll do it again right and so th- there's a there's a there's an accumulation that occurs, which it strikes me as beautiful as we're talking about podcasting. And to me, that's at the heart and nature of podcasting is consistency. Showing up consistently yields phenomenal returns in podcasting. The same is true in your life. 15 minutes here, another 15 minutes tomorrow, maybe you forget the next day, but then you remember. And so you do it the next day. Now you've got multiple days of proving to yourself, like, I can do this right? I can do this. And it's, it's the little steps. It's the one thing 
Um, you know, it's eating the elephant, right? One bite at a time. Is it that it's probably not a very good phrase for vegetarians, but you know what I mean? You know, we can move on from, from that. Well, maybe we'll come up with a whole other, maybe eating a jackfruit one bite at a time, we can say. So, um, whatever it is. So, so obviously I'm off on a tangent, Jenny, phenomenal advice. I'm so grateful that, that you were willing to share that. Let's, let's give them one more juicy tidbit about, um, about your journey, right? We've, I've, I, I, I've told them, you know, obviously you've been walking your own path. Um, let's, let's share with them a little bit about what that path has looked like for you and, and, and where you're standing right now. Um, I think that that would be, that would inspire some people. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your own personal journey with these things? No, it'd be an honor, Tonya. And thank you for the opportunity. So I'll, I'll use the, uh, you know, the 10 year ago, Ginny persona as an example of how I've walked my own path. <laughs> so, you know, 10 year Ginny, you know, 25 year old Ginny, should I say, and even 10 year old Ginny, you know, I was thinking between 10 and 25, oh gosh, you know, I got to get through primary school, finish high school, go to college, find a nice job and build my career in some office working for somebody else. But for me, there was also undercurrents of, you know, my sexuality. I I'm um, I identify as a lesbian and I've been, I've known since I was five that there was something different about me in the sense of what I was being told. Oh, you know, you're going to marry a lovely Sri Lankan boy. I knew that wasn't going to be my reality. I just knew that in my body. And I think for me, the scariest part was that when you have parents who have sacrificed so much to get you mm. to a place like Australia, my mother especially, like, you know, she passed this year and I'm very, very aware of the sacrifices she made. You know, she studied really hard, got a great education and then, you know, had my sister and I and then we moved to Australia and I know the sacrifice she made to get us to a country which allowed us better resources for education. So I don't take that for granted, but I was so afraid of what other people would think. And mm. for me, I remember carrying that with me. And, you know, still when I was 25, there was a part of me that was still quote unquote closeted. And mm -hmm. for me, I've learned that my happiness cannot be um, predicated on someone else's expectations. Um, it's just too heavy a burden for me to carry. And it just makes me someone who's not living into my values. And I think for mm -hmm. me, the more I started listening to my own music, dancing to the beat of my own drum, you know, as all as aesthetic as this sounds, it's the truth. I just became a happier person. Um, mm -hmm. I'm happier when I work on my own schedule. Um, I'm happier when I, you know, can can impact or I'm happier when I'm having conversations. I'm happier when I'm not having meetings about sneezing, Tonya. Like <laughs> that is, you know, one of the biggest takeaways from the last 10 years. But for me, you know, I, I had after I quit my corporate job, I um you know, did some part-time jobs here and there. Then I ended up working for like a aerospace aerospace construction company for four and a half years, which was great. But I was building my side hustle because something was drawing me to media and mm -hmm. I knew that, okay, I'm working towards something, be patient. And if anything, entrepreneurship or anything like following the beat of your own drum teaches you is that patience because <laughs> one year, 10 years, the trajectory is so different. Um, and you mm -hmm. may not see it because you're in it, but it does change. And like what we we're saying before touching on that, those five minutes could become an hour, but it does, the consistency changes the trajectory so potently. And you ended oh, up beautiful. showing up as the person that you want to be rather than the person you say you want to be. And when you don't show up as that person, you go into that cycle again of, oh, I'm such a terrible person. And then you're back to square one. So mm. 
just about consistency and just taking that time and pausing, daring to pause, as my coach calls That's it. Right. It really is a dare. Like people don't mm-hmm. like to pause. Um, so daring to pause is is what we're looking forward to. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I, beautiful guidance. Really, really phenomenal. I appreciate you being willing to be transparent in that. And I think it's important for everyone to hear that it doesn't really matter what you're facing, what it looks like, what your cultural paradigm is, um, how you feel like you don't fit into it. Like folks, that's happening. Like almost 5 million downloads. Actually, we probably, by the time you hear this, it'll be over that everybody, not all right, not everybody, but so many people are, are interested in this. Like they're reaching for that bigger conversation. You are not the only one wondering this stuff, folks. You are not. And if you if you think you are, then I encourage you to tap into spaces where we're, where people are telling you you're not, where we're telling you that that there are others and that you're in good company and that and that it's okay to question things and it's okay to wonder and it's okay to maybe even want more from your life, you know, and to say maybe I am special, you know, maybe maybe I do have a gift that I could share. Maybe maybe I have a voice that that I, that could help inform this situation or or that or. You know, maybe I feel called into, you know, just just to love in a space. What whatever it is for you, folks. Like it is your walk, it is your path. No, we're not going to try to tell you how to do it, but but we can tell you that you can be supported in it, and you can be loved, and you can get guidance, and you can get reflection, and you can you can you can get a hug. You know, when you need it, even if it might be virtually. Join those places. Find those places where where you're feeling uplifted. Um, spend more time in those spaces than in the spaces where you feel smaller, right? Where you're feeling less than, um, go to the spaces that are reflecting your, your greatness to you and your brilliance and, um, and invest in those spaces, you know, take, take the time to connect in with the people who are willing to shine that light when you maybe don't see it for yourself. Um, be sure to go check out Jenny's world at Jenny media and and go and if, if it resonates with you, check out the Superpower Universe membership. If that if you are really wanting to have these conversations with people who don't shy away from them, you know, th- then we recommend that you find places that you feel comfortable doing that, whatever that might look like for you. For some people, it's church. Um, and if you can find that there, then 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 absolutely seek that out. For some people, it's developmental classes and courses. And if that you know, toot your horn and go there, whatever it is, follow your path, craft your life, have the courage to do you, whatever that looks like. Um, and if you're not sure, and you want to find out how to do that, then find the people who can help you do that. Right. There's a lot of resources. Now, a lot of us are walking these lighted paths and we're so willing to turn around and shine that light for you. If um, Keep listening to the network and, and I guarantee you will find something that, that calls to your heart. And when it does, have the courage to take a step forward. Okay. And, and, and you will be supported in that. That is the promise. And it does happen. It's not to say that it is always rainbows and unicorns folks. And that's okay because you can be supported and loved in that walk. Also, Jenny, final thoughts for our listeners today, hope for, uh, for the fact that this journey really does yield amazing results. And um, I'm going to stop talking so you can go for it. No, I, I mean, looks. I co-sign on everything that you've just said there, Tonya. I think it's just taking the first step and getting started. It may seem so scary and so heavy, but I promise you taking one step 
putting another foot in front of the other over time, you'll see just the growth that you've had bit by bit. So uh, I encourage you to Mm. pause, take that first step, really. And let's have this conversation again in a year's time and see where you're at. I love it. I love it. Yes, that's a good, that, that's a great way to end it. So that's the challenge, right? A year, right? Like just set yourself up for the one thing. And it's not, this isn't like a New Year's resolution. It's not even New Year's yet. Don't freak out, right? And, and, and it, it's the idea that it's not, there's no quick fixes, right? There's a consistency, but the journey is so worth it. Um, it really is. Even when it doesn't seem that way, folks, there's a richness to the experience of life. Do not rob yourself of that. So stay with us here, listen to the network, attune yourself, join us in the superpower universe when you're ready to do that. And we will, of course, open our arms and welcome you there with, with our hearts expansive for you to, to take a seat with us there. We, we welcome you. We love you. And until next time, be sure to, well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so, so I'm like, I'm like, just kind of, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm going to be totally transparent here because I'm thinking to myself that as soon as that we stop this recording, I could get to keep talking to Jenny. You don't get to. And so I'm really, really selfish in this moment. I apologize. I'm going to take a pause and say, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us on this show and for sharing your deep wisdom with our audience. We appreciate you and we appreciate all of your work and, and the willingness you have to be courageous and walking your path. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tonya, for having me. And thank you, everyone, for uh, listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. And to all of you, of course, we thank you also. Share this with people looking for a hope. Share this with your friends, with your family, with your fans, with your followers, whatever, whatever Fs you've got. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Okay, keep going. We love you. Thank you so much. And goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.